Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, everybody. I am Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. You know the place, real girls having real talk about real issues while seeking to apply real faith. And what I realize is that what it should really say is real girls having real talk about real identity while seeking to walk in real faith. Because uh, everything here, Everything in the word of God, everything in our life, the challenges, the struggles, the dark places, the victories, the triumphs, all in some way leads back to our identity and where it's rooted and how we were really created by God to exist and to think and to live. And this continual transformation that occurs in the renewing of our minds in Christ Jesus is the most important transformation and journey that you can ever take in your life. It's sort of a mission possible should you choose to accept it. I won't say mission impossible because while at times it may see impossible, it is possible because all things are possible through Christ who loves us. And uh, that is the rock on which we build our entire lives here at Girl Club. It's certainly the rock of this podcast, this broadcast, however you're watching us, whether you're live streaming with us or whether you're listening on podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We're everywhere, guys. Google, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. I mean, I can't even remember all of the platforms we're on anymore. And that is um, makes me very grateful to God. And I, I have a goal this year in 2023 to help uh, all of us grow in our identity in Christ and to also grow this podcast that I believe is the cornerstone broadcast about identity in Christ today. And it, it, your identity in Christ affects everything. It impacts your identity as a nation. It impacts your identity as a member of your family. It impacts your identity as a mom, as a dad, as a brother, as a sister, as a son or a daughter. Your identity being rooted in the right things is the key determining factor in your life 
of whether you'll have a happy, successful life or not. Doesn't mean that you won't have trials and tribulations, but one of the things you know if you are pouring identity into yourself is that we are to fear not, for he has overcome the world. Joining me in studio today and kicking off the first month of the new year in grand, perfect fashion are three of the hottest chicks that could ever exist on a podcast. So if you're only listening on podcasts, I encourage you to tune in sometimes at Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel, because somehow or another, God brought together a rainbow of colors of, of girls who are also, I think, pretty beautiful. So in studio, Nova Page, Christina Reynolds, and Christina Boudreaux. We are minus our baby tribal member to get today, Summer Garrett. She is hard at work, guys, um, starting a, a, something that I think is going to be really cool, which we can talk more about later as Girl Club begins to come to small groups and churches and your neighborhood. And um, we'll be encouraging you hopefully this year to start leading your own Girl Club group under the umbrella here um, that we provide for all of you. So it is so good to see all of your faces. This is the OG tribe, the one that does it all. Your girlfriends in Christ, your sisters and mine too. Um, Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. Yeah, wow, we're all together. It's been a long time. I know. Time. I know. I love it. <laughs> Why do it, I want to sing happy birthday? Happy New Year. Oh, I, I, I you know sing. what I'm saying? You can sing, you can sing anything you want to sing. Listen, I mean, I love, I love you, you guys who are uh, with us here at Girl Club, get the ministry that Christina and Nova provide. But what you don't often get is the music and the gifting that they have. Um, It's so powerful. Even Boudreaux is now singing. And, and, and unfortunately I just, you know, I love to sing. I just can't sing. I just am tone deaf, I think. <laughs> Doesn't okay, well, Cynthia, sounding just, just to clarify, I only picked up a guitar to take with me on tour because the warfare could be really gnarly and I just wanted to worship yeah. in my own time. Sometimes <laughs> it translates in very small settings. No, I, hey, listen, so, I yeah. get it. I get it. And you, you actually said something really important um, as we before we dive into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, in your identity there yeah the warfare is is something although you know we serve a god who overcomes all of that all the time but it is interesting because music praise and worship to me is one of the greatest weapons that we have in our arsenal against so true you know what the enemy wants Amen. to do Amen. yeah so it's true yeah so true you know yeah. and uh i was saying to the the girls earlier today for for all of you guys joining us um that I've been listening again to an old song by an artist named Sarah Edwards. And if you don't know her, just, I guess you could Google it and it's called loved by God. And it's like an anthem that I promise you, if you listen to, you will sing over your life all the time. And don't we just really most of the time need to know that we're loved by God. And that's our declaration. You know, I'm loved by God. And I think a lot of us, you know, and I say a lot of us, because I mean, you know, I was doing some inner healing work with my husband this morning. Yes, I do inner healing work still, um, because sometimes it'll hit you. Whoa, there's something more to root out. And um, I think it's important to say that because 
as leaders, you know, which we are, right? We all are. We got to like, remember that we are a continual transformation. You know, I love that Jesus said, be continually transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus, right? It's continual, you know, and, and I used to think you arrived to a place of righteousness where it, it was good. You were good. You weren't controlled anymore by emotions you didn't understand, or there weren't behaviors that came from places and you hadn't connected the dots. And so you were behaving in ways that weren't about faith. But the, but I believe that when I was a much more immature and a younger believer, the older I get and the more mature I get as a believer, the more I am convinced that we are works in progress until the day we die. And I'm grateful that we are works in progress. I'm grateful that God continues to work mm-hmm. with our hearts and our minds and our souls every day. You know, so no matter what you're going through, uh, there's hope on the other side of whatever door you think is continually shutting in your face, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, yeah, be confident of this. I love this scripture. Uh, it's on screen for those of you watching, for those of you listening, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That is Philippians 1, 6. Tattoo it on your forehead, write it on your hearts because it's true and um, you're in good hands. And so I, so, okay, guys, so, We've been talking about this identity challenge, right? Um, And when the Lord gave me these identity affirmations years ago, right at the beginning of my ministry, um, I will never forget, you know, I I sat down and I I just wanted to start compiling a list of all the things that God said about me, because I realized that the world has said so much about me for so long that it was easier to believe what the world was saying or what the enemy was whispering in my mind than what God said and says about me and over me and my life. And so I'll never forget years ago being in the studio at TBN in London and I had a live audience uh, on set and I was just, I was sitting there uh, on a stool where we were filming my sessions program and I decided to just read through this list of identity affirmations and the craziest thing happened because as I went through every one, by the time I got halfway through and to the end, the entire studio, cameramen, believers and unbelievers alike, the audience, myself, mature and immature believers were all wrecked in tears wrecked, crying. The spirit that broke out in that studio was so powerful because I realized that we get washed when we speak the words of God over our life because it washes away the dirty, sully, ugly mess that the world has spoken over our life for so long. And it's like when you need a shower, sometimes you don't even know it. It's not until other people start to tell you, oh, you stink, that you know you need a shower. Well, I am telling you, if you just experience the power of speaking identity affirmations over your life, you will get a shower that you may not even know that you need. And so we wanted to start this year 
with a 21 day identity challenge. And it's pretty simple. Um, if you go to the link in the description here, um, we are going to start the year investing in our identity in Christ. And this is what you're going to do. So you're going to go and you're going to sign up for it. And you're going to receive a download of the Girl Club Identity Affirmations. And then you're going to read one affirmation out loud each day for 21 days. There are 21 of them. Read one, check it off until you get through 21 days. If you miss a day, it's fine. You know, this isn't like, ah, you know, you're going to read one each day out loud for 21 days. And then you're going to take some time to look it up in the Bible um, and, and, and to look up the Bible verse for each day's affirmation. Because I don't just want you to read what I've written. I want you to look it up and I want you to read it in the word. A lot of you read different translations. So you may get something different. You may get some additional revelation and insight. I'm banking on that. I'm banking on that because there's something you're going to do with that too. Then you're going to talk to God about what it says, what that affirmation says about you. And you're going to write what you get in a journal. Go get a journal. Do this. Journaling breaks demonic strongholds off of your life. Journaling helps you to look back and see what God has done that you've been praying for. Journaling helps you to understand how far you've come or how or where you still need to go further or what you're dealing with. I find that when I sit down and just write it out, blah, this is how I'm feeling today. I'm really angry about this. I'm really happy about that. All of a sudden, God starts to weave together breakthrough, breakthrough. So by the time I get to the end of something, I'm in a completely different place and it's the Lord and he's faithful and he's a good father. And if you're sitting down to pour your heart out to him and committing it to writing it is committing the time to him to work, right? It's a, it's, 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 it's an act of faith, you guys. And won't he being a good father show up for us the way a good father would, right? So you're going to talk to God about what it says, and you're going to write it down in your journal, and you're going to journal extra and write and dialogue a lot about anything that you've read in the affirmation for the day that you actually find difficult to believe about yourself. And why? Why do you find it difficult to believe that an affirmation applies to you? Why are you struggling to think that God loves you enough to be doing the things that he says he's going to do for you? you know? And I promise at the end of the 21 days, we're going to get somewhere. And throughout this process, what I want you to do is anytime you're having a significant moment, probably while you're journaling, you know, because a lot of you are video people, right? I want you to take your phone, put the camera on, and I want you to speak it out to your phone. If you, I want you to share any breakthroughs. I want you to share any insights that God gives you. And you can do it as you're going through the 21 days, or you can wait until the end when at the end of the 21 days, you're going to write a summary of everything that you've learned about yourself and the writing of it. And the commitment to this is going to take you somewhere. It's the, it's the actual doing the work that really, it really, it, it's powerful. It's been powerful in my life, like being willing to do the work with Christ you know, he does the job. We just need to do the work. And I think this is some work that will benefit everyone. And so 
you can either do it all the way through or you can do it at the end where you do a, a video summary of everything that happened. And then when we get to the end of the 21 days, or if any of you feel inspired to send in a video to Anna at CynthiaGarrett.org, um, if you feel inspired to send in a video and it fits into what we're talking about, we're going to take all of those videos and we're going to pick some to actually play during the broadcast and to share what's happening in the lives of Girl Club members around the world. Guys, you are invited to. Guys, you need a work of identity also. Guys, we may be real girls having real talk about real issues, real identity, and seeking to apply real faith, but you're real in our lives because, you know, we're real girls and real girls like real guys. So guys, get real and join the challenge because it's there for you too. So I thought to kind of help you, you know, um, say the email address again. It's Anna at CynthiaGarrett.org. Anna, A-N-N-A at CynthiaGarrett, two R's and two T's dot org. For those of you listening on podcast, you can send your videos there. I want to meet you. Video allows me to meet you. It allows us, you know, it allows the four of us here and sometimes five with summer to look at you, see the spirit on you pray for you and address the breakthrough you got or the insight you got. Um, I like to think of us as equippers because I'd like to think that you're all leaders. If you're listening, this is a place for the leaders to gather, you know, because God didn't do a work in Christina Reynolds, Nova Page, Christina Boudreaux and Cynthia Garrett or Summer Garrett um, just because, you know, he did a work in us. He did a work in you too. He does a work in all of us because he wants all of us to go out into the world and be the light that shines in the darkness and share the gospel. You know, it's all of our job. It's not just pastor's job, you know, so don't believe the hype. There are no rock stars in Christianity. There's just real girls having real talk about real issues, trying to walk in real faith. So, um, First of all, I guess before we kind of look at the first affirmation, because I thought maybe we'd talk it out here to kind of let everyone else sort of know how to do it. Um, and then tomorrow you can start with this one yourself if, if, you know, if you want, or you can go on to the next one. However you want to manage your 21 days is, is, is up to you. But um, what do you guys think about and what, what would you expect to happen in an identity challenge like this? Well, I love this. <laughs> um, <laughs> if there's anything I've learned about life in general is that there's really no neutrality. You're either moving forward or you're moving back. And especially in the place of identity, I don't see how you couldn't gain, gain growth, solidarity, confidence. I mean, clarity in who you are by taking the word and speaking it over yourself and doing that in-depth work. You know, I mean, even people in like the self-help, the growth-minded industry, that whole world, they're all about journaling. They, under, they understand the power of these methods, but like that only gets you so far because you you're only have yourself, your own wisdom, your own introspection. But when you add like the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit along with the power of the word, I just can't even imagine how you couldn't have a huge major breakthrough. Even if you did it for a week, I mean, 21 days, I mean, that's where the work comes in is the consistency of it, the consistency of like 
of confronting the lies. I think that's the hardest part. But I mean, I, I will imagine that whoever jumps on this and if we all jump on this together, that we will be completely different people in 21 yeah. days. So I love it. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. No, I, I, I see you. You're full. You're smiling. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you, you, you guys only need to, I, you know, I'm telling you, if you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you're listening on podcast, you just miss so much of the subtlety that goes on, on this, mm-hmm. uh, on the video portion of, of girl club. But, uh, uh, what's going on, sis? <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's so interesting because this, I mean, this is just so poignant. And so something, you know, obviously that you, shared Cynthia and then Christina, just that consistency um, of confronting. And it's funny because the word, the Lord gave me this word this morning about being agitated by the word of God. And I was like, huh. And I thought about like in our homes, in my home, I'm like, I have to consistently do laundry and laundry doesn't get clean in when I put it in and there's no agitator. It has to be agitated. And I'm like, that is the word of God. The word of God agitates me, causes me to think and to contemplate and to be in the word. And that word agitates me and gets me thinking and positions me for surrender Mm. and all the things, (laughs) confession, Mm. all the things that he wants to do. Like what you said, Cynthia, about God transforming us, not leaving us where we are. It is not, it is not, um, that agitation isn't just very comfortable. Like my clothes only get clean when the agitator just jacks them up in the washing machine. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> when we become clean. We get agitated. And, you know, I always want to think of the word of God. It's just so peaceful. And it's like, no, no, I've read it. And it, 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 it agitates me. Some of the stories, yeah. you know, yeah. even the story this morning that I read um, and that we're all familiar with is, you know, Isaac. And, um, him being t- right. Uh, yeah. Been taken to the altar by, by Abraham mm. and that whole story agitates me. I'm like, how could, after all of that, he was promised after all of that, he has to go to the altar. It agitated me. It made me contemplate and think. And so that's where that comes from. And so this challenge, Cynthia, that you've challenged us with mm. puts me in a position to, um, think and contemplate and be transformed and listen to the word of God and believe it. And sometimes that is very aggravating because I can listen to the lies so much easier than the truth. Amen. It's big. Yeah. Bingo. It's, I, I mean, we've listened to the lies longer. We're more comfortable with the lies. Yeah. The lies are often easier to believe. They don't require much from us except for us to just surrender to blah and hopelessness, you know, and confusion really, uh, that is so, and it's so deep what you say, Nova, about the washing machine and the agitator. It's wow. I mean, you're right. Like you're right. The word of God, it's, it's constant. Like, it's like you read a truth, but you're believing a lie yeah, or you're walking in a lie and you're looking at a truth and how, wait, how can that not be agitating? Like you've got a negative rubbing up against a positive. Yeah. It's why we have tornadoes in certain parts of America. Why? Yes. Because a cold front hits a hot front and the weather goes bananas. And the next thing you know, everything's spinning around, spinning, spin cycle. It's agitating. 
in the washer. Wow. I yeah. love that analogy mm -hmm. because that's exactly what it feels like. And, yeah. and, and you know what? It's, it's beautiful because you come out clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I just read it? <laughs> yes. Can I just read a, a verse that yes. we all know, but like it kind of adds to this like extreme intensity of the word, not being like the, just this gentle washing, but like mm. the in, almost the pain of it. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I mean, that's really mm. violent mm. when you think of like swords or you think of, like I named my dog Katana because it's one of the sharpest swords mm. and it's what like the Japanese samurais would use. But you think of even just like it doesn't take a lot of force for it to cut to your bone. Yeah. And you think of the pain mm. of that and like just like what I, I don't know that like struck me, Nova, with that's what you're powerful. saying about agitation, like almost as just like <clears throat> a warning if you take on this challenge it may not feel good at first it right. may actually and that will be the pain that will be the challenge of it is because it's not going to feel good yeah. right. to tell you things that you have believed the opposite for like 20 plus x plus years and that is where i think the the violence of this is that's where the challenge of this challenges you know oh i love that i love okay. that you i love that you said that christina because nova it's almost like the first instruction that everyone needs to understand in doing this challenge is that it probably won't feel good sometimes. And it's going to bring up questions and those questions will require answers. And that's why I want you to journal about it because you need to get those questions down. God will, will, will nine times out of 10, he'll give you the answer as you process through but he may also leave you with a question that you really need to combat a lie in your life. And if you put that on video and send that to us, then we can try to deal with that and unpack that, you know, with you right here. And, you know, look, I know it's social media and I know, you know, you never know who's watching, but don't be afraid to put yourself out there because I'll tell you, one of the things I have discovered is, you know, I mean, I, 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 I've always been so comfortable around a camera that I forget that it's there, which means I really don't have a lot of fear of my dirty laundry being aired in public. So dirty laundry, there it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, there it is. Yeah. There's your word, Cynthia. <laughs> there, there's my word, right? But you know, we're spinning here and agitating and we're coming mm -hmm. out clean. And so, you know what, if sharing that process with other people helps someone else, and I'm really beginning to believe that we do because of the feedback that I get from, from all of you, you know, just about being provoked, you know, by Girl Club to be better. And the individual experiences so many of you have with each individual woman here who's part of your tribe, you know, and you've blessed us and made us a part of the tribe of your life. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we want to keep it real with you. And, oh. it's, you know, it, right. No, I was just, and if strangers happen to be tuning in and watch that as we keep it real with each other, oh, well, maybe they'll get real too, or get yeah. saved or get 100%. out. Or get, <laughs> or get out. Or get out. I, I will say something too, Cynthia, that just, you know, as parallel and just strikes me. Sometimes we do that laundry, we get agitated and there's still a stain when it comes out. 
And all that is, is just diving deeper. It's like, okay, well, what, what's it going to take? What's the inner healing that I need? Because you know what? I've walked with the Lord since I was five and I literally am like, God, I wake up and go, I need you so much. This area is, it's still not clean. It's not, not that I'm needing to prove. I just want you I want the transformation. And so there's areas where the Lord's like, okay, let's just dig deeper. And that's yeah. the, that's the point is us yeah. questioning and us asking the questions. And the it, it, that's what causes us to become these deep vessels and these deep women who don't just give pad Christian answers, but we actually Shiva with one another. We discuss, mm-hmm. we go in and we become the type of women that love each other truthfully and are good friends to one another because we're okay with the questions. Yes. I love that. I love, love what you just said, Nova, because again, going back to the dirty laundry and the wash analogy, right? Have you ever washed something white that got a stain in it and it didn't come out the first time? You had to wash it again, or you had to go back and wash it with bleach, or you had to, which I discovered recently when a white carpet in my home, you know, I spilled coffee on it. Um, I discovered when I started reading and Googling, okay, track with me now. So I saw a problem. There was a stain and it wouldn't come out. It didn't come out with regular soap and water. So you start to read the word of God or oops, you start to Google how to get a stain out, right? As was my case. That's right. And I discovered that hydrogen peroxide Food grade, oh. yeah. Qua- food grade quality hydrogen peroxide will basically remove any stain out of anything, anytime, anywhere. It, by the way, it also made my fingertips white because I got a little crazy, crazy with it the first time. I now know how to, you know, protect my hands when I'm using it. But I literally, I'll have a stain on the floor now and go. I'll get to it tomorrow because I know what I wow. got. And I know it works, and that's what the <laughs> Word of God is like. Like if you just dive into, start Googling, how do I get rid of this problem in me? Or how do I get rid of this pain in me or this confusion in me? Pour yourself into the word of God. And all of a sudden you realize I got a weapon that works all the time. Anytime there's a stain that I identify in a, in, in a garment of my life, I know how to get it clean. I know how to wash it out. It's pretty awesome. Wow. I needed to write that down. <laughs> I, know, I know. I love it. You know what? I love it when this stuff just happens. Cause it's, it, I mean, wow. The wash analogy, Nova. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Lord at 5. AM this morning. I'm like, Oh Jesus. You know, um, I, he's, he is so good because that's who he is. And that's what he does. He speaks to us individually and collectively, and then brings us into the place where we can really relate. And that's why we do this. So we can relate and talk about it yeah. and it helps us grow deeper. Exactly. It, exactly. With each other and, um, and individually oh. with the Lord. Oh, listen, I think, I think, you know, I wrestle all the time. You guys know that, you know, I love to speak into politics and into political issues and the issues of the day, but I mean, you know, and I wrestle with it all the time because I realize that, you know, it's just an identity crisis in this nation. There's an identity crisis and that's why politicians are living out an identity crisis and politics are one big identity crisis and hating America is one big identity crisis because the Bible for America is the constitution and the declaration of independence and people don't read it just like they don't read the Bible. And I wrestle all the time with, you know, 
what what does all this need and what should we be here you know at Girl Club and when we deal with a lot of these issues and the reality is that we really don't have a Democrat or a Republican problem. We have a Jesus problem. We have a God problem. We have an identity problem because we don't know who we are. And some people don't want to know who they are because they don't want to know God. They don't want to deal with God. And some people, they want their flesh exalted in the place of God. They're greedy. They're prideful. You know, they like the way sin feels, you know, and they don't know that the wages of sin are death, truly death, death to friendships, relationships, communities, families, you know, families. I mean, you guys, the great identity crisis of our nation has caused fatherless in homes across the country. Look at the fruit of fatherlessness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's... um. It's pretty crazy, you know. Yeah, and, I, I, I agree with you, Cynthia. I mean, honestly, just even this week, and I know that we don't typically go into those issues, but it can be very confusing for people because we it's like Tim Tebow got the jacked up because he would pray and then now it was okay at one point to pray. So it gets very confusing. It's like we use God when we really need him. Some people might go, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing, but it's like our society is very confusing because it's like we've gone all the way around the circle. It's like you can't love God and then you go all the way, but then you know that you need him. And it 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 does create such chaos. Yeah, because with, you, within our culture. Of course, because we know there are no atheists in foxholes. Do you ever see somebody who, you know, they're they're dodging bullets? Are they yelling, oh, mom, come, you know, help me. Or if they're, you know, they're laying at the bottom of a cliff. No, that's when people cry out to God. They hope that there is a God. And I, I, I think the reason we keep going around in circles, Nova, is because humans are ridiculous. They keep building Babel. They keep building towers of Babel, thinking we're going to get to heaven and we can be like God. And and it just keeps getting knocked down. So we end up right back where we started, right? And if we would just accept that the only way we will ever have powerful, great, happy, confident lives walking in the identity we are born with is in Christ, you know, is by knowing God. And, you know, and if you know God and you, and you read the Bible, everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus in the new. It's inescapable if you really start to study it. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not one of those people that likes to say, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to die and go to hell. I, I, I don't think that's effective, but I do believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to the father and that you have to go to the father through the son. And there's a powerful gift and a reward in knowing that he is the Messiah sent to save the world. He is a savior. He is my Lord and savior. And I think as Christians, if we would just live that out and walk that out, you know, faith lived out loud, then we would truly be appealing to people who don't know God or who don't understand God or who definitely don't want Christians because they've seen so much Christian abuse that they're just like, you know, there's no reason that I would be drawn to being those people, you know, like, I mean, why? Right. 
Well, we know the why. There's a lot of reasons why. There's a lot of reasons to be drawn to being like Christ. Not like his children who sometimes misrepresent him, but like Christ. And that's the journey of identity you take. Because if you get to know Christ, you get to know yourself. You get to know God. You get to know the son. You want to know God the father more? Look deeper into the face of Jesus Christ. You know, and I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the first identity affirmation for the day and I'm sitting here in studio looking at Christina Boudreaux, who has never been silent for this long. And, and I'm figuring that there's got to be some gem that she's reflecting upon because usually when she's this silent for this long, it's because there's something going on in you. So um, you need to unmute yourself in your corner of the studio and um, share, get it out, get it out. What you got to say? Yeah. You, you know, I've, I've kind of been in a sobering week. Um, I think just with my wheels are turning cause I've had a lot that's just kind of been uncovered this week, just in going back into modeling and I'm seeing so much of this world in a very clear way right now, like specifically with, um, and the Lord, man, same thing. Like what you guys are saying, like, it's his word. Like he's showing it like, dude, like, like when I, when I think of just going back in and all dude, every single person's portfolio, nudity, pornographic material, like, Everything is about the worship of self, right? Everyone worships their own image. And then with social media, it's like they put an image out there because everything, you know, with modeling now is so like clients will look at your social media, like everything's social media, right? And everything's about the validation of that image you've built up of yourself, you know, like it's, it's the validation that you get from others, from clients and all this stuff. And going in, I realized I was driving back yesterday from church and I was like, Lord, like the Lord really spoke to me and was like, Christina, like the enemy, you know, in other countries, right? Like Cynthia, you've been to India, you go to India and they have these like, you know, idols, right? You've built up these idols. People worship them in this country. People aren't going to bow down to like a random idol. I mean, they might, but they're not likely to. So what does enemy do? to keep us distracted and to take our eyes off the Lord. It's like people, it, the, the idols in our life are ourselves yes, and the image of ourselves that we've built up. Yeah. And it's the image of people. It's like people are bowing down to people. People are bowing down to themselves. Like that's why you have so much plastic surgery. That's why you have so much of all of this stuff. And I really was like, Lord, like yesterday, yesterday in church, I, I was on my knees and I said, Lord, I will only bow my knee to the resurrected King, mm. not to any man, not to any person, not to any job, not to any agent. And the Lord is really like, as I'm going in, like, like I really see like the, like the calling of Esther, I know is so on my life and going in, I'm so, I'm so just like, Lord, like people are going to see that difference. Cause I'm not there. Like when you see people now on social and that's it but I Cynthia it's an identity issue yeah. and I've realized going in that I'm like Lord I don't need to be affirmed by people 
or to be validated by people or to have people tell me who I am because I know who I am. I go in as a daughter who is already loved and affirmed by the Lord. So whether so whatever measuring sticks people come my way with or whether I get jobs or not, or that goes into every area of life, I'm like, dude, I'm good. But when people don't know their identity, everything now with teenagers, I was with some of my the teenagers in my world this last week. Homies, these are Christian girls, will have like five different social media accounts. They have, you know, this thing called like Be Real. They have Snapchat. That they have TikTok. They have mm-hmm. Instagram. They have Twitter. And I'm not saying social media is, is like bad in itself, but when your worth and identity is so attached to the views, the likes, the followers, you like it does something to you. And that is the lie the enemy brings our way, where it's like if we worship ourself and our eyes are on ourself, our eyes are off the King of Glory. Yeah. And so there's times that I'm like, dude, where I'm so just like, I'm I'm so anchored in this going into modeling because I'm like, Lord, like I look at my photos. I know the work it took to put, to take those photos. I know the hours of hair, makeup, photos, plus looking, picking the right ones, plus the editing that it takes. So when I put it out there, I'm like, that's not who I am. Yeah. But so many kids now, how many editing apps do they have? Oh, I know. Their identity is so wrapped up in all of this that- Filters on a 15-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) That I'm just like, dude, like- I, I, I just am so, it's so like, it's just so sobering right now. Cause I'm like, Lord, like the enemy wants us, especially in the church, dude. Like, I just want to unpack this for a second. Okay. Hmm. In the Christian world, I believe there's a celebrity world in Christianity, just like how there's a celebrity world in the world. Right. Yeah. The biggest lie the enemy has given to the children of God is that their identity and worth is in their giftings and their followers. And that is their so everything. true. It is, dude. Because you know why? What did Satan promise Jesus? If you bow down and worship me, I will give you dominion. But fame does not change lives. Influence does. Esther changed lives. Like Joseph changed lives. Daniel changed lives. And I'm like, Lord, hmm. followers on a social media account doesn't change lives or change hearts Mm. i just mean hearts and specifically when we're on our whosoever events you know and i've seen those things change lives and i just am like lord the enemy has really lied to christians in Mm. telling them in their ministry careers that they are only changing lives and successful if they have followers and branding and all those things, but it's all about, Preach! Worship. I'm sorry, but it's all about so worship true. of self. It's about mm. worship of the giftings that were first and foremost given to them by God. And right. so I'm just honestly like, really like the Lord really had to open my eyes before going into modeling. And he really did where I'm seeing the light in the darkness, but I'm seeing it even in the church to where I'm just like, Lord, People are constantly trying to climb a ladder of success in church that I'm just like, dude, keep me at the bottom. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I do. Keep me at the bottom. I think we all resonate with that. Yeah. We all resonate. So true. 
It's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And, you know, and when you shared that yeah. scripture, Christina, of like yeah. what, like how the enemy came at Jesus and what did he do? He fought yeah. with the word of God. He said, yes, it is written. Yes. Another yes. time he came, it is written. Another time he came, it is written. Right. So yeah. I'm like, that's our bench. That's it is written. Right. Right. That's like, that's where we go. That's why, <laughs> that's why I think, you know, I, I, I think God, sorry, that really, was really, <laughs> no, 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 that was so good. Amaz- no, 100%. It was a hundred percent. And I think that's why God so impressed on me in a, it, this year that it's about identity. Everything we talk about is about identity. People don't know who they are. They don't know what's written. So they don't know what's written about them or the God that they say that they serve when you're talking about Christians, right? And look, how can we have so much of the church claiming to be woke? Woke? Are you kidding me? We get saved and awakened to the light of Christ. Now you got a whole organization and all these people co-opting a word that belongs to God. Spiritual awakening Awakening to Christ, the light of Christ. Like it's the most beautiful thing you can go through, right? These people aren't woke. It's not woke to make that your Bible. You know, the word of God tells us how to treat people. We're to do justice, love, mercy, you know, and 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 honor our God. I mean, like Anna, if you if you can pull that scripture up in uh, from backstage in studio, put it on the screen. Um, but it's it's pretty simple. Aha. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, 8. That's it. Micah 6, 8. Okay, so let's be real. If we were all doing that, there would be no racism. There would be no, I need a group, and your group needs to make up for what it did to my group. Give give it a break. Come on. There would be forgiveness. There would be breakthrough. There wouldn't be fatherlessness because... Guess what? If we were walking humbly with our God, we would have a fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. God is wisdom. She is calling out in the marketplace. Read Proverbs if you want wisdom. And wisdom would tell you children need a father and a mother in the home. And yes, horrible stuff happens. You know, I went through a a, a season of being a single mom. You know, I, I mean... It happens, but we need to, we need to know what's right so that when it happens to us and it's not right, we can at least learn the lessons, take the weapons that we get in the struggle and the pain of what's not right. And we can use it to teach our children. We can use it to teach people around us. You know, we have to care enough about the word of God to want to actually be the word of God and the voice of God. And Christina, you know, Boudreaux, you are, I mean, this social media is the greatest assembly of identity confused individuals in the world. And I think, you know, to look at the church is so accurate, true and sad because the church needs to get itself right also with the word of God. Like I expect certain behavior from unbelievers. They're unbelievers. They're not surrendered to Christ. They don't know God, you know, but if you are, you know, claiming to know God, you know, you're, you've got his word and name in your mouth and you're holding it in unrighteousness scripture. Woe to the man who holds the, the name of the Lord in unrighteousness. Like, come on, what kind of judgment do you think is in front of you? 
Like, really, what do you think is waiting for you? You know, I suggest you get a little fear of the Lord if you don't have any today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, and you know, Cynthia, I just really think that the church, exactly what you said, like people have to get back to the word. They have to be willing to put aside. Um, I mean, there's been so many seasons in life where I've put aside ministry for a season, you know, for even like a weekend, even like everything, you know, like there's so many times where people, you know, as we're talking about, you know, just like the stains and the hurt people go through and all that stuff, like people, when they don't know their identity and they're hurting and they're going through things, will find an escape in ministry and they'll put that in ministry. I've been guilty of that. Guilty as charged. Where it's like ministry is not an escape. And when you replace one identity, when you don't know your identity and worth and you put it and you replace that with something else, it's like a constant like addiction, you know, and there's so many like children in God's house that are just so lost. That's why there's so much performance in church. That's why there's so much performance in worship and speaking and whatever it is people do because everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be validated, but it's like, God already sees us. And he's looking at his kids. Like, don't you know, I already love you. Like, why do you need an applause? Why do you need followers? Why do you need those things? And I'm not saying social media is bad in itself, but I believe that what it wires us to do is to self-worship. Yeah. To be honest, the worship yeah. of self and it's and it's wanting worship from other people. It's wanting that validation from others. I, I got to tell you, one of the best things that I do for myself and my own identity, which is my self-esteem, you know, my confidence is um, I, 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 I give I have given over, you know, my social media really to Anna, you know, and there's an, you know, an, an overseeing and an oversight that is involved, but I really don't engage in the day-to-day of it because I don't want to be counting followers and I don't want to be counting likes and affirmations. I don't want anybody to ever say to me, oh, you have so many followers, you must be important. Or, oh, you don't have enough followers, you must not be important. I, I, did, a, I did an interview with someone that I was helping out um, that I was introduced to right by 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 my sister here in studio and you know one of the first things was you know oh how many followers do you have and i had enough followers to hit her benchmark but i refused to answer the question instead i gave her um a long email bible study written by me in how we survey god who goes after the one and to try to say you're building something on christ and you know, you're, you have two followers and you're trying to get people who have more so that they can make you feel validated in some way or increase what you're doing in some way, or they're not important enough to be on your platform in some way. Like I have never played that game since the day God sent me into the studio at TBN in London and said, you're going into ministry years ago. I just was like, I will book guests. I, if I'm walking down the street and I meet someone and they, God says, put them on, I'll put them on. I don't care if you're famous. I don't care. 
I can't care because I can't care about anything except Jesus and what Jesus wants. This is his ministry. You know, as my girlfriend in London says, June, I can't care. I can't be bothered with all of that. I really can't. And it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, it's the secular game. And I lived in it my whole life. What do I look like? I started every day with a hair and makeup team, my glam squad. Then, you know, you go out and you're at an event and what do I look like? What am I wearing? The stylist is coming over to do fittings. What does the show look like? Oh, you know, um, we're going to get Cynthia on the show. She's important this season. Oh, we're not going to have Cynthia on the show. She's not important this season. Oh, okay. Cynthia, we're giving you a show. You need to pick some important guests. You know, can you use your list of friends to be Oh my goodness. So many people who think so little of themselves and me, they think I believe that lie too. You know, well, they thought it right. That all of a sudden now you're in this game of, okay, I got to validate me. Okay. I got to validate me. I got to look like something more than me. I got to be something more than me. And man, I'm telling you the freedom is in knowing that in your identity, daughter, you are a queen. You're Mm -hmm. a princess. You are able to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Like I don't care. And so I really, yeah, the whole social media thing is really, it's an interesting illness and you have to be careful. You don't get sick from it, but that, you know, that you use it, it doesn't use you. And 99% of the people in the world and leaders in the church, social media is using, they're not using it. And I, and I love the distance I've put between myself and it because Anna's using it for the ministry. When I'm using it, let me tell you something, a lot of stuff might come out of my mouth. Cause in a moment, if I haven't killed my flesh enough in that moment, bloop, it's flying out. There go my comments about politics and how I just, I want to murder somebody. And it's like, it's not godly. It is not my identity in Christ. And that's why it's like, I look at these news channels, Fox News and CNN and all of them. And I'm like, people, does anybody care who runs those channels that the world is desperate to know something deeper than the fear that we are given every day by them? Fear, it's fear mongering. It's, it's fear mongering to the lost, the weak, and the unshepherded. And that is why this 21 day challenge yeah. can do nothing but good for you. Nothing but Seriously, good. Seriously, nothing but good. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. think about it like, I mean, I'm at 36 years old. I still, I have ma- massive boundaries on my social media, like, you know, for myself. So that, and then, there's signs that I pick up on. Oh no, I'm starting to go down this path. I have to push back or whatever, but I'm in my mid thirties. And I think of all the kids I'm starting to see like these kids that I've mentored for a couple of years now, you know, go to college now. Now they're like in their twenties. And I, I mean, the things that they have to deal with, and these are even kids who are in like good Christian homes, like everything that is thrown at them about identity, about beauty, the definition of this, that, and the other, like it's, it's screaming at them. So to, to take a challenge of going for the next 21 days, maybe I'll still keep doing all those other things, but at the same time, I'm going to declare God's word over myself. I would love to know what that does. You know, I'd love to see the fruit of that because I just can't, like I said before, I can't imagine that not doing 
so much good because then you have the Holy Spirit breathing on that. Yeah. I'd love to see like the decisions that are changed throughout the day. Oh, I'm not going to scroll for five hours. I'm going to bring it down to three or, oh, no, I'm not going to like continue to like obsess over this little belly fat that I have. I mean, do you realize I think 99% of people, including myself, deal with body dysmorphia? Oh, like, yeah. like, I don't know what I actually look like. And like Christina yeah. knows this being in the modeling industry or like we've done some commercial work as family, nothing like big or anything, but like to send in, mm-hmm. hey, send me your headshot, send me this, send me that. I would be like, I'm ugly. I can't right. get a good photo to save my life. I mean, there's just everything in the world is like screaming at us about what we're not and what we're yeah. supposed yeah. to be. And like, you're right, Cynthia, the word of God is the only place that is declaring truth. Yes. And it's way more powerful than yeah. five hours of scrolling yeah. the Kardashians or whoever yeah. you follow, yeah. you know? So I, I, I wanted this to be a challenge to myself to do this challenge along with all of you ladies who are watching as well. I'm excited to hear the testimonies, the agitations, the, the annoyances, the cry sessions, the, the sessions of like the points of breakthrough and freedom. Cause Same. this year has been a year of, or 2022 has been a painful year, but in hindsight, I'm like, I am, I am more solid <laughs> in who I am right yeah. now in this moment than I was a year ago. And that is only because of Jesus, you know, and because of the agitation mm. and pressing into him in the midst of the agitation. Mm. So we've got to do it. They're, I, honestly, it's not even a choice. Amen. And I, I look and, and I, you know, and I, I'll, I mean, I'll do it too. And, and, you know, we'll try to do it as we go along because I think, you know, for, for the four of us, you know, here in studio, I think that as stuff hits us during the day, it's going to be really different than maybe what might hit us when we're here together on a Monday. And it, and I think yeah. it's a glimpse into, you know, our worlds in a different way. And, um, and you, yeah, you guys, I mean, you know, it's a phone video. Like, I don't care if you're walking in the grocery store and I, you know, I don't care if you're, you know, getting you're in bed at night with curlers in your hair. It's just, you know, when, when, when it hits you, you know, speak it out, share those insights, those thoughts, those revelations, those pains, you know, and, you know, as we, as we get ready to wrap today, you know, I'll just read out the first one that's on your list for the 21 days. And um, it's probably absolutely correct. We didn't take it apart today because I think what God wanted us to do was really set up why we're doing what we're doing. And I think, I think today was incredibly powerful and led and it all, it, it always, it's always led here. You know, um, we have truly surrendered this show to the Holy Spirit. But the first affirmation is, I have been redeemed, forgiven, and I'm a recipient of his lavish grace. You have been redeemed, you have been forgiven, and you are a recipient of his lavish grace. And you know, I, I gotta tell you, I know that that is true. I know that that is true because this morning I woke up with some, the revelation of some lies that have lived in the dark corners of my life, hidden even from me forever. And they were manifesting in behavior that nobody would recognize as wrong, but it was. It was all about feeling helpless and a need to control and a need to fix things, to have approval before God, a lack of trust in myself because of a lack of faith 
in my God. And so he redeemed me yet again this morning. You know, he forgave me because in all brokenness, when you do inner healing, you realize that there are people you need to forgive and things you need to forgive, but there are also Mm -hmm. things that you've done in response to that, that you need to ask forgiveness for also, you Mm -hmm. know, and God makes it all real and clear and transparent, you know, and I, I love that. And the last part of that scripture, you know, that's so amazing is I realized I am a recipient of his lavish grace. You guys, I think if you really realized how dirty you are when you go into the laundry, how clean you are just because you come out of the laundry with Jesus Christ, because we are as pure as snow in him, um, you will understand how lavish his grace is. Lavish. Lavish is like just exuberant piling on of grace. And you know what grace is. It's undeserved and unmerited favor of God. Not the undeserved favor of the world, but the undeserved favor of God, who in turn, by the way, puts the world in front of you at your feet. You know, he does. And so his grace, you know, it's again, it brought me back to his grace. You know, you've been in sessions with me where I have been struck by his grace. You know, we, we looked at the Stormzy song from England, you know, I'm blinded by his grace, you know, Oh Lord, you came along and, 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 and you, you rescued me, you saved me. And now I'm blinded by your grace. So as all of you dive into identity affirmation, number one, um, today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you start your 21 days, um, you may need to get a journal or something or create one on your phone, you know, whatever you do. Um, I pray, you know, my prayer, our prayer for you is that you will experience breakthrough in ways you've never experienced it before, that you will be cleansed in ways you've never been cleansed before. And that in the name of Jesus, you will walk in his grace and his power like you never have before. And I'm going to leave you there for today. We're at the hour. I'm Cynthia Garrett in studio with Christina Reynolds, Christina Boudreaux, and Nova Page. This is Girl Club, real girls having real talk about real issues, real identity, while seeking to walk in real faith. We love you. Peace out. Till next time. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.